podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69, or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, it's Stephen here from the LFC Day Trippers. As many Liverpool fans will know, Sean Cox was viciously attacked outside of Anfield against Roma in April of this year. As part of the fundraising for that, a GoFundMe page has been set up, which is doing amazing work to raise funds for him and his family and the recovery required. The LFC Day Trippers are an Irish-based podcast, and we felt that it was time that we did something to help with the fundraising. As part of that, we're recording a series of interviews with various Liverpool, Ireland, and world sports stars that we will be releasing over the next week to two weeks. Uh, What we would like from anybody involved in the Liverpool community is to get behind this if they can. There's some amazing content which will be great to listen to and a great watch for the videos that we put out. However, really, this is about Sean and his family and the recovery required. Each set of interviews will be put into a bundle of five, costing £5, with all proceeds going to his family. The link to those interviews and the Patreon accounts that will be involved will be in this post. And if you can click on that, it's so easy to get involved, subscribe, and put your money towards an amazing cause for Sean. He has a long road ahead of him. His family have a huge amount of work to do to get him even remotely back to a normal life, which hopefully can happen. But it needs your help. It needs our help. It needs everybody together. The Liverpool fan base is amazing when we work together. So let's do it now and help Sean out. is of course the Dave Trippers podcast and we are back in the bunker back in the place in association with Reds Bet as you know this podcast is brought to you in association with Reds Bet which is a bet and tailor made for Liverpool supporters Reds Bet aims to share half of their profits with Liverpool supporters and fan causes so no matter what the fans end up a winner check out the odds on RedsBet.com or download the Reds Bet app and share the glory and gamble responsibly um, and we should have the specials and stuff along later on in the week which will be part well there's no fine whistle this week so it'll have to be part of Gav are you doing anything this week with the lads Tours in it, I think, yeah. Okay, we'll throw something in on tours. So like. Gav might just do a little periscope through the keyhole or something. Oh, through the keyhole, yeah, somebody's gaff. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe you could go down to Dolphin's Barn. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. Go down to Dolphin's Barn and see if you can spot some far before us. Why we don't just record that intro about Red's bit and then just. Because I change it around every week. Yeah, because otherwise it doesn't sound natural as it comes in. Right. Yeah, you have, to, you have to keep the natural effect to it. Now it sounds really yeah, professional. As a professional yeah. broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. a professional. That was <laughs> <laughs> professional now. Um, okay, where are we? So, in tonight with me, of course, is Stephen Daly. This is Gavin. Gavin? 
Andy Young. What did I say, Kevin? Well, Kevin is here. Well. Oh, yeah, you're there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And joining us, of course, is off the balls, Nathan Morphy. Thanks for coming in, Nathan. Cheers, and like, as you can see, welcome along to the really professional beautiful. setup. Yeah, man. <laughs> we did it with, with some real pros. Uh, <laughs> I'm like that Joe Malloy fella. <laughs> no, I don't That's my personal idea. <laughs> Just doing a good the, job. Are the, are the blue nose that I have to spend a lot of time Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, better look at the agenda because this is where we completely go off agenda in terms of what it is. Um, but lads, where do we start? Well, we weren't allowed to talk about Caden. We weren't allowed to talk about Henderson. And so maybe start there. Okay, so I, I have written here. I'll skip over the first couple of things. And Caden and below par performances. Yep. So I may as well go into it. Hendo's been taking a lot of flack lately for his sideways and backwards passing, which he's a master at. Um, and Caden, we're still waiting to see the real Naby Caden. Um, and he's yet to stand up after this weekend's game. Was there flashes or are we just looking at a player who's really struggling to adapt to the league, Nathan? Well, it's interesting when you look at how good Fabinho has been and you look at Andy Robertson last year mm-hmm. and the break he gave them at the start of the season, whereas Chieti threw him in right from the start. I wonder, does he regret that now? Mm-hmm. Would, would he have preferred? Now, maybe he couldn't do it and have his two big money midfield signings sitting on the bench or not in the squad at all for the first three months mm-hmm. of the season. But he's been literally hamstrung with injuries. He hasn't really... Ha- I, I thought actually his, his first initial burst was quite good. There was good signs of yeah. decent energy about him. He just looks a little bit lost at the moment. Probably not helped by the fact that Liverpool seem to play a different formation every second game at the mm-hmm. moment, a different midfield, a different role to play, different role for him, whereas maybe Fabinho gets to do the same thing, yeah. so I can play in centre-back, but when he's in midfield, gets to do a similar job. The Chieda's struggling to figure out what exactly his role is. I mm-hmm. kind of struggle to figure out what his role is mm-hmm. when you're watching him. Is he meant to be box-to-box? Is he just meant to sit there and the left side of yep. the three and let Robertson bomb past and Mane drop deep. Where does he fit into that? Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's just a little bit of confusion. It's mm. probably too early, I think, to I th- I write think him he, off. I think he yet. plays a very different role to say, say for example, when Alderman Just, just so I know I didn't write off players early is my special. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have the windows closed. I did have him, I think if we go back to the fourth show in August, just before we came off pre-season and said I thought that he would potentially flop out of all the players. Oh, well, so listen, if you can't judge off pre-season, so what can you exactly, do? Exactly, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to May when I can say <laughs> I told Joe you something. Joe Allen Mark too, I think you called him. But I did that on Twitter and honestly, I'm still getting responses back. Although the pick for Sweet took over since then, so it's oh, like, there was no grounds yeah. for that. Then he had a good preseason. He, he he started off well the first two games. I, I basically had a random lottery twisty wheel and was picking yeah. players. Who but is, is he a victim? Is he a victim of his own? Um, I suppose capabilities. So he wants to get into the box. He wants to affect. He wants to break those lines, similar to maybe what Oxlade Chamberlain did. At the moment, he is filling in for where Wijnaldum would normally play. They play a very, very different game. If you think about it, I, the amount of times I saw him level with their centre-halves at the weekend, you were looking at Fabinho, you were looking at Henderson, and looking at where they were in the middle of the park. And Keita had just occupied that space between the right hand, the right centre-back and the right full, between uh, Wan-Bissako and whoever it was, um, Tompkins. At, uh, Tompkins at centre-half. And I was saying to myself, he was nearly, I, I know what he was trying to do, but he nearly would have been better dropping 8, 10 yards off that and picking up the ball and trying to affect the play either either break the lines with the ball at his feet or to play a ball into the front three but it was almost like he was he was trying too hard and I think that might be an element of him he might be in that scenario where he's trying too hard to get involved to get that first goal to give himself that little confidence boost and it's affecting his general play who knows but he's, he's a victim of many circumstances in my opinion sorry that word is fucking mental um 
Naby Keita that played at Leipzig played in the three. Um, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. And Don't be making stuff up now. No, you no, because you told me. You fucking told me. You're probably lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you, if you watch it, like Leipzig, 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 were, Leipzig were really good in, in the Bundesliga. But you have to remember, Leipzig were a team that teams thought they could get at. And he was able to pick up a ball in, in fairly good space in midfield and yep. find the ball through. He's arrived in England now and Liverpool, the way they've played this season, are coming up against, like Brighton, like Palace to a certain extent, but in most teams they play against, they're going to sit deep, they're going to pack, they're going to be really narrow, and it's hard to play those balls, or even go on a run with the ball. It's so hard. If Naby Keita in Liverpool's team last season would have been outrageous, in my opinion. That's where but, I agree with you. Yeah, I think because in, in the midfield setup from last year... Because we were underdog kind of last year, you know the kind of way, and in that side you would have said, do you know something... He's gonna get space. He's gonna he's gonna get the ball on the half turn, and he's going to cause damage. Now, when you look at him, like you said, Steve, he's picking up this position. I think he's being shoehorned into the team. Um, I think I don't think he starts if Ronaldo is fit and Fabinho's fit and Henderson's fit. I think he's at the moment he's far choice. Nathan said there about him being pushed in early, and is it is it a thing? It is a thing, and the price is a thing. Andy Robertson was eight million, and nobody kind of nobody gave a shit really that he wasn't playing. But then he was brought in. He was brought along in a nice way. Fabinho the same. Fabinho at Arsenal, a bit ropey. He changed things a little bit and he looks great. Naby Keita, for me, could be really good for us in Europe towards the end of this European campaign if we can get past Bayern Munich because the games open up and we're little, we, we'll still be underdogs of some teams. Yeah, I get you. I just think for me with, with, with Keita, anyway, where we are is... At what point does the player start to believe he can't succeed? And this happens with players. But that's all down to Jurgen Klopp. No, no. Um, and even even Jurgen Klopp giving him all the opportunities and all the chances. There's times where players just don't succeed at clubs because things happen. The injuries happen. Never gets that run of form. By the time he comes back to the team, the shape of the team and the way that midfield has, has completely changed to when they signed him to play in a, essentially a three in, in midfield and he'd go box to box either side of somebody who's just going to sit there all the time. If you remember how Milner was playing and they were looking for Wijnaldum to play and mm-hmm. they're getting Henderson just to sit in front of the defence and those two boys were going up and down well, all the time. Did that Chamberlain not struggle at the start last season? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, was it not the, he played the City for the no, three where he suddenly came to life? Chamberlain played in a League Cup game against Leicester last mm-hmm. season and he played off the right and he was atrocious mm. the only word for it he couldn't control a ball trap a ball pass a ball he couldn't do anything you look at Shakiri. Shakiri talks about 20 minutes at the end of games and Shakiri has a great you know sorry that might get mad um, Shakiri has this great input on the team I'd love to see Keita getting that 20 minutes in a game where we're winning and he comes on and he gets a chance to influence an open game I just think he's he, I just find him a tad unlucky form not great but a tad unlucky yet, yet again sorry Andy I won't, I won't take long on this yet again last season we were stretching teams because Salah was right Mane was left and and Firmino was central and it was given given us the ability to, to open up a defence as we stand at the moment we've got a opposition that have quite narrow back fours um, so, so that's that's a little bit of a, a problem for him because he's not getting that same range of movement in the middle of the park that he would have had last season. I, I agree with the lads on what they're saying on that. I remember the, the fat back forward actually having that conversation. It was about three or four weeks ago. It was a very measured conversation about Keita and a lot of excuses made from Very legitimate. But he's played a good bit of football since then. And the thing I don't agree with when you talk about the role he's playing, the position he's playing, he's finding himself in the same areas of the pitch that he, that he did at Leipzig. Picking the ball up in the middle of the park and running at 
the opposition's back for, and he's just running into trouble. It's like he's on a mission to to nothing. He's just running running into players. He with Ferlowski, he was really good at winning the ball up high. Just like Fabinho is really proactive in in tackling high up the pitch, nipping the ball away and getting away and creating chances. He's not doing that when he's playing for Liverpool. He's in the centre uh, centre of the park. People are saying he's playing off the left. He's not really. It's a narrow enough tree behind uh, Salah. So he's playing centre midfield. He's lots of opportunities to to show his talents he did last year. I think we just have to just kind of accept now that it's probably not going to happen for him this season and a bit of a fresh start next season. We have to remember, he wasn't very good for Leipzig last season either. You know, it was the season yeah, before this, that where he was this, this, yeah. this is the thing. Players can't turn on and off form. And as I said, he lost ahead a bit of Leipzig because he knew he was going to Liverpool this season. Mm. Yeah. And then you look at it and you say, it's very hard to come back in. Now, he had a great preseason. He did have a great start to the season. You remember the, the West Ham game, the Crystal yeah, Palace exactly. away. He looked a different class. He he looked like a really good version of Joe Allen. And um, like then... <laughs> but he thought... Like, that's not a bad thing. When Joe Allen came to the football club, it was it was really really strong in terms of like what we expect him to be. We expect him to go box to box in terms of what it was, but we expected him to to do a bit of everything, and that's exactly what we expected Cases to do. And so far, bar that forced initial spell, he loses a spot. As I said, loses the shape of the team has changed to put in Fabinho to change it around. We're accommodating Wijnaldum. We've suddenly got the ability to play two in front of a back four that can also go and and, and attack. And we're looking to move Salah around to give him more goal-scoring chances because teams, as Nathan mentioned in the Periscope, teams have figured out that if you put two players over on Salah and he's out on the right, right wing, he doesn't get the same space to operate in. And they've had to move that front three around to oh. keep to keep them moving the way. That, the way it's it's a tough gig, though, that, that role he's trying to play because even Vinaldum as consistent as he's been, like you do watch that midfield when they're... I, I do prefer now when they sort of play the 4-2-3-1 almost because when they're playing the three midfield, they, they can all pop up anywhere. Whereas Vinaldum's probably so experienced at this stage, he has a bit more awareness, whereas Chieti just seems to get lost at times. But mm. there's no... Last season, you knew exactly what the midfield three were meant to do, exactly yeah. what the roles were. Whereas this season, Liverpool's style has changed, Robertson's a lot more involved down that left wing. I just think it's it's hard to get himself involved. It's just getting it's just getting a role for someone where the they grow into a role, and when and when they grow into that role, then you see the best of them. Like, like you speak about Wijnaldum. For me, Wijnaldum, particularly away last season in a, in a tree, would disappear. He mm. would genuinely disappear in the game, and you'd be wondering, you'd see him coming off as a yep. sub, and you're going, oh, he was playing, was he? And the thing was, and for me, even the first game of the season, we were, we were at Anfield, and we watched Wijnaldum, and he had a dedicated role deep in the midfield, and he knew what he had to do, and it's like if you tell him, you just do that. He'll go and do it. But if you mm. ask him to, to go, and this is not a slant, uh, go with the guy, but if you ask him to stop, you know, stop other teams, fill space, create things at the same time, I think he loses a little bit. But, mm. And that's where I, I'm just, a, I've, a, I've a little bit of sympathy for Kate. Andy's right as well. You're probably looking at it and saying, look, this season, it's not a write-off, but don't expect him to burst into yeah. Leipzig 2017. Just don't expect that. The, the sharp, it just doesn't look like the sharpness is going to come on. Like, it's too late. It's probably, we're midway through the season. Mm. Every, everybody's gone at this stage. It's going to, I just don't see the sharpness that is required coming into this game. Well, unless it's just confidence yeah. is the thing. Unless, like, I, I, I agree, it'll be interesting what they do in the Champions League games. Maybe Oxlade-Chamberlain makes this miraculous recovery and can play mm. some part. But you do look at Cade and think yeah. he could actually, where you are playing against teams who won't sit back, who'll come at you all the time. Where do you think they can be us? Exactly. Yeah. That that may suit him down to the ground. But also then you'd imagine Klopp maybe looks at him defensively and thinks, That's can he point, trust yeah. him against I, those I, I think there teams? is still a chance for him because 
there is that opportunity for him to to do what Oxley Chamberlain did last season. Yet again, it was it was January February time before he came into his own, and it takes sometimes it just takes one game. It can just take one game where, the where it clicks, yeah. where it just clicks, and he You're gets he gets yeah, it just clicks, <laughs> yeah. and and it happens then. You, you get too much sound effect was added in after. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was real. We got a quality sound But yeah, we we it could just be that. I did a duffer one. <laughs> um, where it, where it just happens for him, and then from there it's 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 you know three four games on a run, and and he's then 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 he's just a, a key member of that midfield four or five players. Henderson lads, they, they you know he's he, he he's taking a fair bit of stick. Mm-hmm. I'll stand by my my own opinion, and and, and I'm, I'm not for change on it. He's ideal in the games, these type of games, where the game is completely in front of him, where he very rarely has to turn. And, and and more or less spend his time turning on the ball or turning with the ball because it's there and he can orchestrate stuff that's in front of him and he looks really good in those games. It's why when Yaldum looks better in the bigger games where you are turning, where you have to be able to take the ball off your back half, yeah. yeah, and then turn 180 and start playing the ball forward. That really isn't Henderson's game. And I know Andy, you're looking at me like I've got two heads, but honestly, if 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 you look at where he struggles with, it's turning with the ball. It's, yeah, I know what you're saying, but it's normally teams that are just looking to get the ball away, get the ball away, get the ball away, and he's able to pick it up, recycle it, and play forward, play forward all the time. Yeah, and he's yeah. much more forward and much more attacking. And much I don't more necessarily forward. agree with you. I'm just, I'm just actually interpreting what you said for Andy. So all right, so <laughs> just <laughs> change, Henderson, it, change Henderson, it to Andy. What, what, <laughs> change it to Andy. Yeah. What Klopp likes about Henderson, he doesn't lose the ball. He plays the game in front of him. Like it's it's just not it's just not a natural thing for him to be turning on the ball. Yep. He, he wasn't brought up as a as a deep line midfielder. Mm-hmm. He was a lot more attacking. He was a lot more box to box. Klopp has reinvented him. Whether it's just because he recognizes the discipline in his game that he'll do what he's told, or whether he recognizes that his injuries has hampered him as a box to box midfielder. He's um no I don't know whether you read this, but he's uh, second most effective uh, XG assister since <laughs> 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 but he's uh, he's doing mad numbers now. Uh, How many so unfortunately all his XG assist are to Sadio Mane. He's become How many small and big letters does he get for those? I don't fucking know, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the stats, the stats out there. I don't think. I don't know. I can't read those big fucking graphs. They do. Sesame Street could do an episode on Henderson stats. The net result is the net result is the summary at the end of all. Count on count doing the XG. But anyway, the net result is he's an influential an influential midfielder now, whereas. People were saying all he could do was fucking pass the ball sideways. He started to pass the ball forward more. Now I think that's more down to playing with Fabinho a bit in the in the game because they seem to complement each other very well. It's mad the way the more you pass the ball forward, the better chance they have of getting an assist, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't. Is that is that though because teams are sitting so far back that he has far more time on the ball yeah. that's, to actually that's, that's think about I things? Where I, yeah. I think he's I genuinely I agree with Andy. I think he's told to keep the ball. I genuinely believe that. Like, um, of course, Nathan, he is. but yeah. Nathan spoke earlier on the Periscope about being an Anfield, and you know, like the crowds are amazing, and, and you know, you know, the whole under the lights sort of thing. And but one thing you said earlier was interesting was when you're at Anfield, the the amount of the little amount of time that the fans will give players before they'll 
fucking lose the plot because it's, there's always a tension at the ground regardless, regardless of what game was. I can tell you now, if Henderson gets the ball 30 yards from his own goal and tries to clip one around the corner to sell it and a fella nips in and gets it, there'll be fucking war at Anfield. <laughs> right? They'll be, but they'll be born in seats and fucking them yeah. up. And, and, and that's the way it is, right? So, so what do you want? Do you, do you want this guy to try all, try be fucking, I don't know, Pirlo, or do you want him to keep the ball? Like, the mix they have there is he keeps it, he goes wide with it, he goes Back with it, he goes forward with it. Like, the funny thing is, and the other, and the other, and, the ball. and the other, but, but, but the other player, the other player, Gav, Gav, no, and he's the man that, that does look to be a bit more creative. You have to have a mix here, you can't yeah. have two fellas but going I don't, I, I t- I'm fucking Maradona, hang on, and I'm hang on, midfield. hang on, Gav, I think this is it. I think the mix, and, and that's why I, I positioned it in, in the periscope about Fabinho and anyone else, right? Mm. Because Wijnaldum likes to keep the ball and recycle the ball and play it safe when he's there, but will turn slightly quicker than Henderson can turn on the ball or accept it and turn with the ball a lot quicker. Mm. But the true midfielder that's putting the verticality into the midfield... No, it's Fabinho. He's Three the one. No, he wants, he's the one that wants to go from back to front, whereas the other two boys are concerned with containing and retaining the possession of the ball. Yeah. So if you play Wijnaldum and you play Henderson in that midfield... Now, we couldn't play Wijnaldum, obviously, because he was injured at the weekend. Mm. But you play the two of them... But when you play the two of them, yeah. That's why it looks very flat and that's why it looks very... Yeah, they do similar jobs, albeit slightly differently. Yeah. They're 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 performing a similar task. But if you look if you look at the, if you look at the three of them, if the three of them are fit, you'll probably see Wijnaldum starting every game. Yeah, right. And you'll probably see Fabinho and Henderson alternating. Mm. And if you if we're talking about Henderson keeping the ball and Fabinho verticality and words other words you've made up, but <laughs> the thing the thing is like when you switch it and you play Wijnaldum and you play Fabinho. You know what I mean? When Alvin goes in there and keeps it, but as you're saying, he's a bit braver on it. He's just a different type of player to the other ones. You're just gonna have to get over that. Well, I don't like think Klopp wants to play Henderson if everybody's fit and on form. I think he's very fortunate to be getting in the team as the season goes on for these bigger matches. I think he wants to play Fabinho, Vinaldum, Oxford Chamberlain if he's available. Pro- probably Milner, but Milner's form is. Dip a little yeah. bit over the and last one, and he's playing in goal at this fucking stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I was never Henderson's biggest fan, but I just think since Van Dyke came, Henderson has been made obsolete because you don't like every time he picks it up off the centre half. Like, why are you hit three yards for Van Dyke? Yeah, he's yeah. a better passer of the ball than you are. <laughs> There's literally no get out of his way. Let yeah. Van Dyke step ten yards further forward, cover back for him if you want, but don't play this this needless that gets three yard up. pass. Yeah, yeah, quick. Yeah. One, two, and still you haven't turned to face the goal. Whereas Van Dyke spent 10 seconds looking forward and spotting where everybody is. So that's where I think where the frustration crops up with Henderson. I get that he's probably improved certain aspects of his game. He's probably getting rid of it a bit quicker because everyone's getting on his back and he's mm. so aware of it. But I do think if Oxley Chamberlain gets back fit or Milner can get his form and mm. get back to where he was earlier in the season, I think he'd have Milner ahead of Henderson. I think Milner had such a good season last year mm. because of yet again that that openness of our midfield and the opposition. I don't see I don't see James Milner getting in. I think probably what we end up doing is playing Shakiri a little bit more when you have Wijnaldum. I think I think he's more likely to play Shakiri when he has Wijnaldum and Fabinho, and he puts Firmino nearly as that third. Midfielder, if you want to call it that, he he plays Mane, Firmino, and and Shakiri with Salah in front. Of I think it. I think he's definitely settled on a two rather than you know a one and a two. I hate doing all this, but do you know what I mean? He's <laughs> definitely settled. On, no, he's definitely settled on a two because, like I've seen today on Twitter, I've seen people arguing over a, a single pivot and a double pivot, and we changed because of Fabinho. The thing is, it suits them all to play in a two. 
because mm-hmm. of when Alden or, or Henderson, I remember playing Sevilla last season in the Champions League, yeah. and they targeted Henderson because he was deep on his own and he just played around him. When Alden can have it done to him, Fabinho's had it done to him at mm-hmm. Arsenal. It it just suits all of them to play in a two, and that's the way he's going to go with it. And that's when you have to look at Oxley Chamberlain, like you said, Shakiri, uh, Keita, if if he comes into it. Milner for me might be the odd man out on the whole team. But I don't think he suits isn't, isn't that where we are still waiting to sign a Coutinho replacement? Ideally, that that player is the one that would fit in front of the two all the time. I think Coutinho's replacement is Firmino. That's my showing. Well, it shouldn't be because he's not capable of doing the role. No, but the position that you want to play him in, he's, I don't think he trusts a, a Coutinho type to go in and play as a tour man in there anymore. I don't think we're going to see a luxury midfield in the centre of the park. No. It's, the team has to work too hard. Why, why would we have gone and been willing to spend 50 million quid on Fekir? And it clearly was that close because to being I don't done. Because I don't think he's is as much of a luxury player as Coutinho. Yeah, but so, so I don't Klopp think is a luxury Klopp player. Low, well, Klopp has said it. I think, I think I think I think Fekir's versatility was what we are looking for. He can play in that midfield. He is he plays for Leon in that midfield. He works hard, but he can also do what Firmino's doing yeah. now at the minute, and he can also do what the wide men do. Everybody, I think Salah is there forward from here on in, and I think Firmino is that man now. That Fekir is not there. On the replacement for Coutinho, you, you follow it and have a good idea of what the rumors are around transfers and all that. What Liverpool do for next season? Do you think it depends on whether they win the league or not? Do you think FSG look at Liverpool if they win the league and think job done? There's an or do you go and well they're about to be in, it's about to be and kick on again. They've don't made, don't don't. They made the single biggest year profit. That's fine. I don't which care about them making profits which because is absolutely brilliant. They've always committed to putting the money at back the same in. time. Course, yeah. I don't think winning the league dictates how they spend. What it does dictate is the type of player you bring in mm. because suddenly. Players say, well, actually, we can win trophies here now. Mm. Where at the moment, it's all about the law of, of potentially winning the trophy. And Jurgen Klopp and whatever. Like, you put a league title Yeah, but their big profit would be on 2017. Would that be the return for yeah. 2017? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it, would be, it wouldn't be even their Champions League run last year that you'd be talking about a profit now. So, mm. But what, you're, what you are talking about is whether... And we'll only just see where they're at or where their heads are at to an extent if we, if we do win the league. Whether they want to become perennial winners... And, and 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 multiple front winners or whether they now see this as an opportune time to move it on I don't think they do I think they're quite happy owning Liverpool and seeing that as long as that television money is there the value of this the only thing, they could, the only thing they could do is win a league and then go and win the European Cup and then it's that pinnacle where you go you name your price and then you walk if away they want but, it, that's, but that's what that would be the more um, Abramovich style of owner you mm. know he has a horn for fucking managing a football team. Wants to win everything. He wins it, and then it's then it doesn't mean fuck all anymore. Then he pretends he can't get a visa. And all. Yeah, I remember. He's <laughs> Israeli then. Oh, I'm not allowed in. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And I have the wallet here. If you can yeah. only let me in. Just over in the back oh, of a truck in Cali. Pulled off me in, and I can't send him. <laughs> Didn't bring the codes. Yeah. But uh, FSG's whole thing is owning sports clubs or being involved yeah. in sport, and they they. Make they they multiply the value of the club and they go and win things and I mean that's that's what they're going to. I don't sell think it. they've really been one for selling on any of their. I assets, think they sold, they? didn't they sell a football team in America? Yes, maybe yeah, maybe so. There yeah. Was a, I don't know. I don't follow the but NFL. They dipped in, I'm going to say it was the Cleveland Browns. No, what? no, it wasn't. You I'm just going to say that. They, no, they had a soccer no, club. John, no, John Henry had a baseball club in Florida at one stage, yeah. but he hasn't owned. This is the fourth soccer club he's owned. Like if you I'm think about, sure they, I'm pretty sure they bought a club of some they description. Looked, they looked at, at the New England Revolution, but they didn't buy it. 
early. Winning anyway. win the league obviously wouldn't do any harm in potential signings, but I think it was, I'm going to say it was Rory Smith who had a good article probably two or three years ago about once you start getting into the Champions League every single year. That's what does it for players. That, that does it. Yeah. So once they can sign this summer and think, I'll be playing Champions League football for the next two, three years, yeah. I will go to your club. You mm-hmm. can lose that quite quickly. That's probably United are starting to find out now that players are looking at it going, <laughs> do I, don't I? Do, am, are they going to be playing Champions League football next season? Probably not. Yeah. Is there any great guarantee they'll be playing the season after? Not really. Whereas suddenly you're looking at Liverpool thinking, well, they're probably they should be, be a they year in year playing in top They four. should be playing for the next four or five seasons. Yeah. Which again makes it a lot easier to sign those better young top, players. Top, and that's where you're looking to buy, isn't it? It's, it's the it's the Dybalas that just as he went to Juve, it's it's that level of player nearly that mm. you're looking at. That that's what I'm talking about when you're when we were talking earlier on about taking Zaha. You know, you want to be taking that cream of the crop, the absolute elite. 22-year-old and bringing them in. Well, I think I think if you if you win the league, you suddenly start. You can go. You can look at somebody like Isco. You can look at James Rodriguez. When you're talking about this type of player who will come in and make an impact on that well, side. What's Isco now? 28. 20, I don't. I, nah, I just don't. 26. Isco. Is, is mm. Yeah. Christ, he just seems to be around he's forever. Been around for so long, but like again, these these type of players suddenly you can compete. You're not worried about losing your best players to Real and Barca because you're at the same. You're on the same platform as them. You're at the same level. You the players are looking at this team and saying. This team has already got to the Champions League final, has now won a trophy, won a league, whatever it is, which is a major trophy. They're looking at, this is potentially a Champions League winning side. So even if we get into quarterfinals, semifinals this year, you're not just doing final and then disappearing into, into oblivion. If we had gone out of the group stage, that's where the doubt creeps in. But this allows you to go platform, build, build, yeah, build. Players build. Don't, don't choose to not sign for, for Barcelona because they didn't. Like, when's the last time Barca won the Champions League? It's, it's a few years back now at this well, stage. But they're, they're perennial challengers. They're, they're always challenging for the league and therefore they're an attractive... Hmm. Probably. I don't think that'll ever change. I think Liverpool, unfortunately, maybe not this summer, but in the next two or three years, will lose some of their mm. better players to Real Madrid yeah. and Barcelona, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because mm. it's a bloody nice place to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just as much money. But that's as a cycle. You say, you'll still play football at the elite level. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the cycle. And like you're talking about not losing players to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Liverpool, if if they win a league this season or, or go win the European Cup, whether it be this or next season, and as you said, it's it's a constant thing. You, you have to start looking at, at, at turning them tables and going to Barcelona and Real Madrid and saying, we want your player. Yeah. You know, they've experienced Spain, likes of Visco, mm. he's Spanish, he's experienced it. Can I, try, can I try something different? Whereas when you take the likes of a Suarez, Coutinho, they come to England, they have a great time, mm. and then, it's but it's always form. wanting to get well, I can guarantee you, in the back of his head is looking at what, what's his position in three or four years down the line. In terms Absolutely. Of, does Liverpool get me the Real move, the Barcelona move? And that's what he's thinking in his own head. Mm-hmm. And he, so. he knows that this is a platform. Roma gave him the platform to get to Liverpool. Liverpool will give him the platform to go to one of those two sides. And ultimately, you can see he's, he's a Brazilian player. He's looking at this as being the pinnacle of where yeah, But that's a good business model as well for, for Liverpool's point of yeah. view. If, yeah. if, as they have shown time and time again to young, Brazi- young Brazilian or young South American players, yeah. come to us when you're at a good, when you're 22, 23, you can win three, things, four, you can compete, years, yeah. you'll play at the Champions League, and listen, in five years, four years, we you hit your peak, we'll send you, yeah. we'll they're, 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 we'll the they're nearly making the deal, they're nearly making the deal a year mm. before, give us one more year, and we'll put this price yeah. in it, but if you, you, know, you start sorry, winning yeah. leagues, you start winning the Champions League, that's going to de- prolong that, kind of thing by a couple of years anyway Absolutely. so whereas we may may have got maybe five years of a player four years of a player start winning things you might get seven years mm. the other thing is the the transfer fees the way they're gone at the moment actually makes it prohibitive for Barcelona for Real Madrid to build a team of Galacticos the way they, they did yep. before because mm. 
I said this before, no, revenues not. have not exploded in the same way that transfer fees no, have. No, absolutely not. So they're still making a relatively similar amount of money off the TV deal. They're a relatively similar amount of money off their, their ticket sales, whatever <coughs> it might be. But a player's price has gone up threefold. Well, 10 mm. years ago, 200 million boys of four Galacticos. Now yeah. boys of one. Yeah. Or three exactly. quarters of one. And, and, 10 and years ago, 200 million boys of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Um, <laughs> but, but like that, you know, you can't go out and buy 450 million mm. quids worth of talent because FFP just doesn't allow it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. TV deal is the big yeah. deal breaker. I mean, I don't know, how does, how does TV deals compare in Spain? Thing? Well, they, they manage their own. Yeah, so Barcelona and Spain, uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid on this deal, I think, got up in about 150 million, right. which will be Mm, uh, the equivalent of yeah. Premiership top four in the Premier yeah. League, yeah. but it was everybody else down below. They get no so thing. what you get, you're guaranteed 105 million if you come last in the Premier League. Yeah, whereas I, I, that's certainly not the case. Mm. In Spain. Again, I think though the winning the league this allows Liverpool to go to even if it's not the Barcelona's, allows them to go to the Atletico Madrid, the Bayern Munich, the Juventus's, and take the take their players. Yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, you can go. Uh, any, anyone bar PSG. City and Real Madrid and Barcelona. Well, they also probably. have something else. They have Jurgen Klopp, yeah, which is, which is yeah. look at Virgil van Dijk, who yeah. could have gone to Manchester City for better wages, mm-hmm. but decided because of what Klopp had said to him, whatever it was, we're going to build Stick this statue outside Anfield when you lead us to the title. Yeah. <laughs> but he signed. So you can go to guys like Frankie de Jong or De Ligt, these brilliant young Dutch players who are yeah. obviously playing with van Dijk, who Manchester City are after, Barcelona yeah. are after, and mm-hmm. say, Actually, as you said, now they're international you can go there captain and the ringing them. But yeah. now, yeah, you're international captain's ring, and you can play for a manager who you're going to bloody love. Like Van Dijk, Van Dijk could be ringing Delict and saying, "Come and be my partner for Holland and for and for Liverpool like, for the next five years." Can and I just get your move? I like get your weekend at Blackpool. Let me use, <laughs> let me use that just to pivot back into the game. Right, the goals we conceded because the there is like it's the first time along we conceded <laughs> more than two goals. It's the first yeah. time forever that we sc- yeah. conceded three goals. Now mm-hmm. probably the last goal is a, is a bit of a, 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 a misnomer because it's so late. It's a nice goal. It's a nice goal. Yeah, but did you? Notice the way Hodgson set up to basically attack our right flank. Yeah. Do you think that would have been different had we had Gomez or Trent? Yes. I will. Yeah. I will load that up by saying I don't think because that's exactly what they did last year. No. Yeah. Teams are teams tend to um, target Trent. Target Trent. They yeah. just do. And Trent fucking passes with flying colours every single time. He's been yeah, not every single time. Yeah. I, remember, I seem to remember a certain Marcus Rashford tearing the arse out of him and a couple okay. of other times. Yeah. Well, but at the, at the same time, they conceded fuck all goals this year. Yeah. You know, um, all our problems came from right back. That's nothing against uh, Milner. It's no, just, absolutely not. It's just like he was thrown in there. He doesn't like playing full back anymore. And he was put up against he an absolute speed against, merchant. Yeah. Um, the first goal, he, he was after being roasted a couple of times there anyway. So he, he, his confidence must have been in his boots. But then Matip kind of plays Zaha also. Well, the, first, Zaha. the first the first goal is straight out of the Egel Olsen school of football where mm. they basically get nailed. Palace are getting nailed in around the edge of their own 18-yard box. They, sweep, they basically just do a switch of play to the far side and it goes down the flank and then it's whipped back across and across. Now, That's when they got out of our press, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it was on the top right-hand yeah. side that he just pivoted, yeah. torn and played the ball out. And I, I'm still not convinced that he knows that there's a player out there. I think he's hit that in hoping that there's a player, Zaha or somebody, is in that area yeah. because it wasn't a convincing, like, oh, there's it and I'm pinging the ball mm. out. It's a real floaty, lofty pass that goes yeah. out. And it just happens to be that a player is standing free there and allows them to break. Yeah, well, a, big, a massive problem that was the, the press was so high and the fence was so deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to press, you need the you need yeah, defensive block yeah. forward. Matip was about five or six yards behind Van Dijk, Milner, and Robertson, so that created a problem because it made it gave Zaha such space out, out on the left. Yep. By the time Milner 
got onto it. Zaha knew what he was going to do. He could see the game in front of him, and he just had to shift past him. And the oh, issue is Fabinho isn't switched on, and it's probably difficult in that situation because it's so manic when when a team's breaking. But yeah. Robertson has whoever it is at Townsend. Right, no, no, it's Townsend and someone else that's that's yeah. right foot. And Townsend breaks in. Fabinho doesn't spot him until too late. Townsend's yeah. free. So so it's, goal. It's, it is a good goal. It's a lack goal. of communication. Yeah. Like, I wonder how angry Klopp is about that goal because they like, wouldn't say massively. They smell blood. They, yeah. Like, yeah. There are half an inch away from getting an interception. I'd be very surprised if your club doesn't come in and say, that'll happen every now and again. I think what actually does them in the whole thing is Tompkins takes an extra touch and it actually works out for him. Without (laughs) actually meaning to do it, he entices Liverpool that extra bit where I think if he doesn't take that extra touch and tries to clear it, Liverpool are in a slightly better position to win the ball in midfield, whereas yeah. when he takes that dodgy touch, Liverpool go bang, and he probably shouldn't. Yeah. But, you have to, but you have to give credit. <laughs> Zaha gets down, it's a good ball, and Townsend makes a really good run. We scored that goal, we're raving about it. And it's the kind of perfect storm. Their only player is Wilfred Zaha. Let's be perfectly honest about it. The whole tactic is get it to Wilfred Zaha. Mm. And then we have a fella at 33 playing at right back. And people say, oh, we always target the right hand side. You have to fucking target somewhere because you're not going over to Robertson and Van Dijk and trying to play. Hang on, hang so on, it, hang on. Naturally got Let to me go stop there. you there. Let me stop you there. I totally believe that the reason why teams are targeting the right hand side is that the coverage offered by Salah is not as good as the coverage offered by Mane on the left hand side. Well, whoever's playing on the right flank that's meant to be supporting there if you ever look when, when, when anyone looks to break on the left hand side of us Mane is always in frame he's got Robertson's got Mane always within within arm shot of him because Mane will, uh, trusts himself to be able to break yeah, as Nathan said earlier yeah, on we're gambling we're gambling himself. on that side that's yeah. what we're doing we're, we're, mm. we are we're playing Russian roulette down that side and we can get away with it when Trent is there but it's very hard to change how you play as a team because all your formations and your systems the way you work is set a certain way and you're reliant on Milner when he goes in there right back to play that role but you don't have that insurance. It'll be policy. interesting to see how Fabinho plays there if he does slot in because I don't know if Trent will be ready and back for, mm. for Leicester. But you've got to accept that. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. You, have, do you, I, you could easily turn around to Trent and say, listen, he's a teenager. Sit back. Don't push. Don't take any risks. They trust what That's not what they want. Like they no. want him playing the balls that he's played in this season. Yeah. They want him far up the pitch and mm. take it's a, a risk. How often, risk. how often does it? As you said, how many goals have they conceded this season? Fourteen. Yeah. So mm. it's ridiculous from twenty whatever twenty three. But they, they want Trent to be high up the pitch. You know, Trent. Trent, if, if he's playing the other day and you're saying that a ball that he does know he means and he puts it out left, Trent's probably. On Zaha, up his arse. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's playing because speed, they so. want they want Trent high up the pitch, the same with Robertson. They want Mane to come in, they want Salah to come in, and they want them two lads in the midfield to go. I'm, you know, I'm that cover there. Yeah, you go and do what you need to do. Yeah, Trent has no problem uh, with a player staying wide because he's got the legs to get out of him and he's good at pushing the players down the side. When Trent struggled was when the players got in between him and the centre half. Yeah. I think it was a couple of times against Spurs United last ball year. Uh, uh, it was a bit of ball watching. Just, I think it was just positional. The way too you know, it was ball watching. Things are playing in that thing, you know, Klopp likes to call the half space. Yep. And they were able to do the damage. Well, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> you, always know, you always know Phil wants you to shut the fuck up because you're talking about it and you're just, yep. <laughs> and then points at you. And you're like, what? And he goes, no, nothing, carry on, carry yeah. on. No, like, no, you're no, so no. normal. But hurry up. So, yeah. but like, so Milner, Milner, Milner hasn't got the legs to stay tied to the centre-back and then get out and fucking do yeah. anything else. So, I hear you. It's, 
the one thing I want to take it on then is the narrative and Nathan you're in the media so you can I'm all about narrative yeah and all about the agenda and the narrative that are out there but they've successfully developed a narrative against Salah being a diver at this stage and this has been construed heavily through and I won't say the Irish media but obviously the English in, the in, there's been an English focus for the last six to eight weeks on Salah being a diver well do you think he dived at the weekend this weekend yes yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> this one yeah, yeah well, last weekend was a strange one in that he, he did kick him it was the delayed reaction, that, and yeah. then it was slightly over the top. He goes down like he's been shot. Yeah. I've seen someone it, say then that someone stood on him. Then I didn't see that. No, this, you, this week or last week? I, at that penalty incident. Uh, this week with with yeah. uh, Sacco. Was it Milojevic? I don't know, but it kicked off anyway, with them going. Uh, Salah done the force swipe. It looked like something was said to him, and he kicked out, and then he got kicked himself. Ah, well then that's. Oh, cool. Salah kicked out. Didn't Good he? Enough, I didn't see that. Hope he gets fans. But this is what you're going to get. <laughs> like this, it's a title race. Yeah, it's a. Players get the most, yeah. the best supported club in the country. Everybody yeah. wants to have a pop, yeah. so they need something. Yeah, absolutely. but you just got to get on with. And, he and there's no reason why he won't get more penalties. Yeah, I, like I know people think, oh, and there will be decisions people will think were fifty fifty should have gone. But players, players are going to leave a leg out. He's going to go exactly. over. And he's going to get penalties. And, and he's the best maybe, player. In maybe the best it goes the other league. way. Maybe player, defenders start to think, well, the ref won't give it because they'll think he dived. Yeah, mm. and you'll probably see every defender now going, no, dive, dive, yeah. dive, but. Like he, he has on occasion gone down a little easy. easily, <laughs> but I, I I don't have any problem with diving, and I'm not one of these people who see diving as the worst form of cheating. Generally, because I don't think it's particularly premeditated. Mm. In that, yeah. it's a spur of the moment. Okay, I'm going to do it. Mm. Type scenario. Yeah, it's not something they've decided an hour beforehand. If I get first time I get the ball in the area, I'm going down. Mm. And also, every player does it. But Zaha has a great dive. I just, I just want to bring striker the, who doesn't do it. The flip side is Zaha does love a dive as well. Yeah. Raha went yeah. down the box and halfway down realised I shouldn't have done that and tried to get mm. back up. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying earlier, Zaha, like Salah, also gets battered yeah. in every single match. Yeah. So part of it is he's anticipating getting clattered. So he's almost going down. Like Harry Kane does this all the time. They're yeah. going to come and try and nail oh, me. Absolutely. So I'm going to go down before he nails me. I'm going to knock the ball past and put my body into mm. the tackle. And, but it's, and it's become like a competition now, right? In the media. It, the Kane dive, the Dali dive, the Salah, and they're literally trying to argue against the, all these different points week on week. We we, we talked about Salah last season, Picnic. and <laughs> how many penalties could he have had? Because he didn't go down. He didn't, doesn't go down, he doesn't get the penalty. Now he's gone down. And let's be honest about it, the one against Newcastle is quite soft, but the guy puts his hand on him, right? Yeah. He gets one against Arsenal, which is a penalty. He gets one against Brighton, which is a penalty. He doesn't get one the other day, and he goes down a bit, bit soft. Like Nathan said, a bit 50-50. It's the dark arts of the game. And look at Suarez. Suarez used to get kicked up and down like Zaha, right? And he'd be in the box. Never. No, hold on. He, he plays away to Arsenal in the cup game. Suarez, right? Gets absolutely nailed. Doesn't get a penalty. He gets one 10 minutes later. And then he decides, I'll tell you what I'll do. Don't mind the me. I'm just going to start kicking the ball directly at the fucking hand in the box, and there's nothing I can do about it. And that's the tactic he came up with. He does it. He does it at Old Trafford, right? Where instead of taking players on, he just goes, "I'm going to kick it at you." And then, and then two weeks later, he decides at West Ham, "I'm going to do the same." I think it might have been Tompkins playing for them at the time, and he just kicks for Tompkins. Yeah. And he decides, "I'm not getting these penalties. I'm going to find another way to do it." People forget though, that, that Suarez did have a nemesis in England, and it was James Collins. 
And yeah. you know, they are, anyone to go back and watch his games against James Collins, he couldn't for whatever reason, whether he thought he was Paul O'Connell or something. Yeah, but I thought he just had him done James in at this stage. Well, come here, the, the, I want to wind it on then. Not just the, the agenda, but to make up for the difference in not getting the penalties. How much money did Speroni get for for his two assists? He's on the fucking payroll on Anfield. There's no question you about it. Carol's allowance on him. Yeah. 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 Have you seen? Like, that was fucking. I put him in midfield yeah. for my fancy football. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he hasn't played in what three and a half years? Yeah, thirty-nine. Oh. It's like, feel like giving Phil Casey again. <laughs> I was just waiting for the offside flag to go up against Salah for tapping it in on the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Like if that. Oh. Yeah, there's there's mad shit going on. Um, like if if I didn't support <laughs> Liverpool, I'd be saying the you know a names on the fucking trophy. Yeah, because it's exactly the sort shit of shit that used to happen to United. Mm, yeah, the the goal the the fucking Pickford thing where he clobbered <laughs> back into play. Fucking Enrico right. Macarena for yeah. United a few years. McKay, McKay, yeah. I know it was McKay. You don't um, Van Dijk's shot. Uh, against Everton that led to that yeah. I mean how did that end up in such a difficult situation for yeah. the goalkeeper and the exact same it just goes up in the air and then there's like a magnet on it it falls into <laughs> a fucking danger area and then Salah finishes it with the most unconventional uh, flick mm. like pointed the wrong way and everything I'm uh, you know I, I think the keeper I'm trying to remember who happening. I'm trying to remember who was commentating at the the game. It wasn't your Beldell self, Nathan. Anyway, it was it was someone else who was commentating on Saturday, and um, on on TV, and they were like. The, the class and composure in that finish from Mohamed Salah. And I, I think like, he's bottling it. I, I, was like, the I was like, I'm not so sure there no. was as much class yeah, in that yeah. as you think there was. <laughs> I Charles. heard that. I think he might have just went, oh, bollocks. I'm not sure he doesn't even know he's on side. I think, side. He, thought, I think he thought the keeper was going to Because they showed yeah. the view from behind the goal saying, again, to prove the skill involved. Like, it looks as though he just lifts his foot and toe pokes <laughs> it. And it could... <laughs> He, he, he may have been trying to control it. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to knock it in off the right hand post. <laughs> yeah, no. but then again, then again, most keepers are probably expecting that to drop him to yeah. the dribble and smash it. Yeah. Yeah. and then you're kind of going, oh, "You fucking didn't do that." Dribble 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 just roll. Oh, you yeah. Normally, Speroni come there and have like a wardy. He'd be better than than narrow. Oh, he's been on his peak, right? He's pulling things out. This is one of the rare times that a goalkeeper comes and is worse than you. He couldn't do it. He couldn't. He couldn't. Even the man they go, the man they go, he fell on the ground. <laughs> I gave him, I gave him playing all them computer games years ago because he used to smash joy pads. <laughs> that's the type of thing that would happen to me <laughs> in a game of FIFA. Yeah, yeah. But the one he missed, but I still I, I don't know what he's yeah. doing. You know that's the one goal, that's he missed the backwards. Like what are you? What, there's no goalkeeper. It's like he's half asleep and he yeah. he suddenly falls and goes. Should I catch it or should yeah. I just? It's, it's yeah. the sort of goal that when you watch Goldbridge playing FIFA and yeah. it goes in against him, you're like, that I is a video of the yeah. fucking year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just he couldn't dive. And I couldn't understand for me the life of me why we weren't just absolutely hammering Stop corners. trying to play it around, just get a bit yeah. of space and just like lamp when the centre half goes in goals for yeah. the last ten yeah. minutes and you're like, just shoot. Yeah, Quinn's in goal! Shoot! was a lot more solid yeah, than yeah, that yeah. Uh, right, I want to round it up um, and wrap it up on this. So where am I? Yeah, this one. The lads are going off for ten days to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the big video of today was obviously Oxley Chamberlain in what looks like a lot more intensive training sessions, right? I firmly believe that he wouldn't be back this season, the type of injury, etc. it was. Um, that was before we got the Man City physio. Yeah, then we got the Man City physio and he's back three weeks later. Sure, well, wasn't Gomez? No, Gomez is back, Trent is back, and Wijnaldum is back. But the issue is, I think Fabinho has a hamstring strain. Yeah, he seems all right, though. The, the talk that came out after the game was it was a strain, but he'd be fine. Mm. Um it could be a week, but that's grand. Well, we're off, we're off for ten days. Yeah, ten days. 
No, ten from ten. Yeah, no, it's eight from now. Sorry, it's a Tuesday night, isn't it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I hope it's Wednesday. Are you going to the? Are you going to the? I'd love. 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 I'd then they sort of play the Wednesday night. They don't play again until the following Monday. Mm. So there should be no issue for the next three weeks with any sort of fatigue. Like mm. they yeah. should be, and it's given players. They should be fresh, lightning, yeah, lightning my, quick. My only issue was when Liverpool have these ten day breaks, and then they. F- I always find that they can be a little bit sluggish. That's just me. I'm probably completely wrong. It's Andy will tell me the stats about our results after 10 day break. Yeah, it's just that this year is different. Yeah, it is different, but I just find. Are you worried about the time difference? It could be the time difference because we're 26 <laughs> minutes back. behind. But it's not, it's just, I always find as I think we're a bit sluggish after 10 days break going into a game. I'd rather just have a game maybe four to five days right until May. But let's I'm sure the players and the manager want no, those. Well, it's not. I'm making the decisions, not them. <laughs> it's elective, though, isn't it? Like if you're coming off a run in really good form and you haven't got injuries, you're dying to play again. Mm. But I think this is coming the perfect time. It might do because it was a bit patchy, even though we are winning. And the injuries, yeah. it might, it might be like. I think, again, the game, the I think that game sent the shits up all of us. Really, you know. Yeah, that's the you first time I've been nervous. Uh, no joke, that's the first time I've been nervous during a game this season. I think yeah. it, come, it could be a massive thing for them to come off the pitch and clap to say, you got three points, but that was nowhere near good enough and it's not to happen yeah. again. It could be, the, you know, a real yeah. kick up the arse they need. Rather than coming out with a draw and everyone's down. 12, they're, they're 12 still days up. is a huge amount of time or whatever it is from that game, 11 days. It's a huge amount of time in football for recoveries, for, for players who were injured, getting back up to speed. If they're doing top-notch training sessions, which they will or be... Or the likes of Keita. Yes. Or the likes of being, being integrated a bit more into what we're trying to do. You never know. And doing good jobs. Doing very good jobs. <laughs> well, <laughs> just the general Not stress. Good jobs, yeah. like again, we're, like we're talking about what it's going to be like suffocating at Anfield. I wouldn't be surprised if they go away a few times between now and the end of the yeah. season when they yeah. get these FA Cup breaks, just to get the hell out of England and read the Get a week papers. away from it. Yeah, and just try and relax. Yeah, go to Wales. Having they scheduled a, a, <laughs> I think they scheduled a Spanish trip for the next FA or the the March FA Cup round or the international break or whatever it is to take whoever's whoever's not going to the international. Are we sending, break. Are we sending the correspondence over? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take the job. I will go with you. <laughs> I bring one of those bags and just put my earphones into it, pretend it's a sound bag. We get a yeah, push with a big huge fluffy top notch training. Yeah. Um, right, lads. Look, there's no game. Doing the jobs. To preview in terms of what's there, but you know. Just to wrap it up, context, 60 points, 23 games. Is, is it? It's unheard of. It's unfounded in, in my time supporting Liverpool. Even, I think if you I think when you, if you look at the 88-89 team, they would have had the equivalent of 41 points or something. Are we now ahead of where City were at this time last season? No, City no, is 60. No. <laughs> there was three previous teams at 62 points, I think, mm. at this stage. Chelsea would have been one of them. Well, Chelsea, City and Spurs in 61. Were the yeah. only, and they all had right. 62 points at this stage. Right. Okay. I just don't see, like, like we have lads in WhatsApp groups and, you know, I, I, find me, I, I would see myself kind of level-headed on things, but I'm actually getting into this now where I think we're winning it. And <laughs> I'm, I'm convincing myself we're winning it. And I have lads going, You're no, like Danny Murphy. it's not happening. Yeah. It's just not happening. Um, we're losing it. And, like, there's lads there and then we go a goal like down hell. and they're absolutely falling the fucking Sunday. No, you know? I'm, I'm winning. Do, do you need to, do you need to, your life is finished if we win this league. You've no meaning to go on. There's no meaning to your life. They don't even know what's going on, though. Like no. you, you can't you can't fucking 
go back to WhatsApp after watching the game, 90 minutes, and there's four, the 400 fucking messages one read. <laughs> That's what I had. Yeah. And I was, I don't know, there's like eight or nine in the group. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm not a mathematician, but it's a lot of messages. 45. <laughs> 45 <laughs> each, Andy. Yeah, yeah, That's a lot of messages. There's eight or nine in the group, and there's only 400 messages. That's at least five messages a man. <laughs> and if you ever start out across... What's all the cunt of sending eight messages during the match? Yeah. You know, so they don't, they don't know what's going on. Don't no. mind them. I'm not minding them, yeah, Andy. We know. I know, we know. Yeah. I'm very positive. I have been all season. No, I just think, uh, you know, people are saying, like, no, we can't keep this up and four points isn't enough and, you know, uh, City will do this and City will do that. At the end of the day, the, the table speaks for itself and we are four points clear of City. What would the all table right. say if we could talk? It would say, <laughs> you are really good. <laughs> <laughs> and you over there, you are really good, but you aren't quite as good as them, yeah. but you never know. Yeah, you haven't conceded a lot of goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, I don't know. Rio Fernandez. Rio Fernandez is a fucking eejit. <laughs> right, let's get down to it. He started on Newcastle last week, right? right. He got absolutely hammered, and he decided to just to put a position right. Yeah. 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 Listen, he's a, he's a fucking idiot, right? And when he goes to Liverpool, he decides oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to say that it's as simple as that. Completely out of order. Move on. Mm. He was very serious what throughout that whole show. He was he was saying he was that this no is symptomatic of Liverpool's problems in defence. Now this is this season. This season. That 13 goals conceded in the league in yeah. 23 games. It's the healthy skelter type, and this is why they won't win the league because they conceded three goals at home. Well, that's not actually how he said it at all. It was very complimentary. No, no, no. Aside from. But we're not trying to be factual. Okay, take it all back. (laughs) (laughs) There's no basis. There's no place for fact. Dare you bring facts into this? It's opinion, 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 opinion. This is a character assassination of Rio Ferdinand, and I will continue my point. Don't put a mark on that. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah, listen. It was a silly comment by him. He, you often, not often. You sometimes see. I I don't mind Ferdinand. I think he's actually decent enough on on BT. But you do see him sometimes. Like he's been on his phone texting, and then they say like, Rio, what do you think of that? And he's like. Um, uh, and he, he, his brain isn't switched on to actually yeah. what the point was. It was, like he, it was like he was doing something to get away from the Newcastle situation last week and decided to pick this. No, did you not see he was, uh, he was so serious throughout the whole show? Normally he's like, tries to have a bit of crack. He, mm. was, he was dead serious. Mm. wasn't a fucking smear going for the whole thing. Yeah. He got talking about Liverpool because he realises that they're probably going to win the league. He's shitting it. And then he starts just spouting shy because he has to drag back Drag him back, back, drag himself. That was well said. Well said. No, I agree with Andy. Yeah, yeah. I think you should be on BT yeah. Sport with that drag type of analysis. Back away from <laughs> back in Scatman the Scatman John beside me here. He just invented a scenario in his head that Liverpool had seen three goals every game. Yeah. Every game. Well said. Well said. Well said. Good job. Doing great job. Now you know. Now you know indeed. Uh, right, that's about a wrap there. So yeah. big thanks, Nathan, for coming Good in this evening. Thanks, thanks, anything anything, cool, anything lined up on that you want to tell us about off the ball? You may as well plug it while you're here. No, well, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doing Liverpool again now to the United game. I'm, oh, on, I'm on City Watch. I'm at the Arsenal game and the Chelsea game over the next couple of weeks. So not oh. bad games to be at though, all the same. Yeah, yeah, it should, yeah, it'll be. Uh, do you all get assigned a team or do you just whatever way it falls well I somehow I don't know how it happens seem to end up doing all the Liverpool matches are on a Sunday and one of my fellow co-commentators ends up doing all the Manchester United matches and we've yet to fall out over it it works well alright yeah. Yeah, yeah hopefully it goes my, funnily enough my first ever Liverpool commentary was the day Stephen Gerrard slipped oh, oh was it 
Oh, oh God, delete the fucking podcast. Sorry, Dad. Oh, God. Really, I was like, this is written in the stars. Oh, yeah. First ever Liverpool. Oh, bollocks. Just live on. Get on there. Oh, bollocks. There I was thinking Rio Fairland was the biggest problem. Jesus. Did you ever go up the, to the old gantry in Anfield before the main stand? No. 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 I was going to ask you what it was like, so. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Just make it up. Oh, I'll tell you. Have you done the cat now? I have. Yeah. What was the gantry like? like I've done, no, I've done the tour and been up there. the gantry very high? It is, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought when, when I was up in the media box in, up there, it was a it's, I didn't like it. I was freaked out. Yeah, Why? Because yeah. it's so high up. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is a bit, it's, it's a bit hard to see what's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah but I find Anfield a bit like that now, since they moved, they moved the radio commentator's box right up, up to the room. top of the new stand. Well, it's, the, it's at the front of the upper, t- tier, upper tier. Right. But it's still... Compared to where you were, which was about 15 rows back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect yeah. position. Now, point for corner kicks in that, especially if you're one side of it, you're looking down the other side. Three people go up, you're trying to figure what's out What's the, the best ground for commentating and for views as well? Arsenal, because it's real quiet, so you hear what's going on. Yeah, well, there is that. No, Arsenal's not a great ground to watch. You're too low down. Uh, I always like to sell Hurst Park right. as a ground Everyone to go, yeah, as a ground to, go to. It's a good is commentary just good position. Crack? Or is that good just crack. from a professional point of view in terms both. of where you're it's a, it's a good position, but also it literally rocks when right. it's going well. Yeah. And generally, if they're playing the Sunday, it's probably against one of the better teams. It'll be good atmosphere and they'll be up for it. Right. Uh, I shouldn't say it, but Goodison Park is... Uh, is it? Well, it's old school. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, there's a reason they're trying to get out of it. Like, mm. nothing yeah, is, no, no. It's, the it's, press box it's made is of wood. literally... There's no, jam. It's made of wood. There's no room. The supporters are right behind you. Actually, I made the terrible mistake once of... Uh, do you remember the 2-2 draw... About five years ago, five six years ago, when Suarez dived oh, in, front yeah, of, yeah, in, front yeah. in front of David Moyes, Three oh, was uh, I was I just went to, in a uh, just to go and watch the match. Right. Uh, so when Suarez scored, I give a yeah little little fist pump, which I wouldn't normally do if I was actually working. <laughs> yeah. I but you, we sit literally right. Oh, so you were in, you were you were in I the commentators sitting here, but not actually commentating. Thousands of Everton supporters are literally in the room. <laughs> oh my god! To get the abuse. <laughs> it's a funny one actually because when I started going to games, I was going to the derby quite regularly in Goodison, yeah. and you could you could get away with sort of going in in your colours and. Sitting around and, and not going mad if there was a goal scored, mm. but you'd get a, you'd get away with a fist bump or whatever else. And then I remember getting threatened <laughs> that I was going to get the shit kicked out. We beat <laughs> the time Harry Kiel scored. We beat them three 0 mm. and and Kiel scored. And mm. there was a fella in the upper Bullens. We we literally had our jerseys on and zip up top, zipped up to mm. the to the very top. But you could see a little bit of red, and he was fucking fuming, threatening to kill us. And it was kind of like after that year, it was like. You just didn't go with colours on then. It was right. a, it was just a funny one. The whole vibe over the next three four years changed. Oh, I think that was down to Moyes. Oh, because of you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an influencer. What can I say? Um, no, it was it was when the, yeah. there was rows in the city centre and stuff right. like that around the games as well, and you didn't necessarily have that shit beforehand. Moyes, remember Moyes, I thought Moyes honed it. Moyes came in and he was kind of like you know where this club and where that club, and I, I thought he, he, he turned the atmosphere a bit. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that, but I, I did. I do remember listening to stewards one day. They were doing their like pre-match briefing before Merseyside Derby at Anfield, and they were saying that they were telling the stewards this game is different. 
Right. There's a if you see an Everton supporter. So any other match, if you see an opposition supporter in a Liverpool section, you Get throw them, them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gone straight away. Yeah. They're saying this is different. Yeah, because it could be a family. You might member, have a word with them. Yeah. But they can stay. Yeah. As long yeah. as obviously it's not kicking off. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 think, I think I think it's I think yeah, I think the the Goodison side. I think there is, for want of a better word, there is a lot of bitterness there because it's been so long since they won a match against yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. I think that builds and builds and mm. builds and builds, and they're just literally pissed off. And if we go and win, oh, it's, a, it's a change in mentality from the from the fans, not from the clubs. I think it's still fine to to go in and be a mixed. The club were a bit mad though. Do you remember they built the big box so you couldn't see Anfield from Goodison yeah, and all? Do you remember? And they said you were. They said you were. No, it was a box he built, and they said you were putting a new fucking central heating in or something. I don't know what you were putting. <laughs> but it was like um, just an empty box. It was just a box he built so you couldn't see Anfield. <laughs> yeah. They genuinely done that. That's because you could see the new stand from yeah, Goodison. Yeah, the, the, the new stand could be seen. Yeah. So they went there. It was just wow, a big piece of steel. Yeah, just yeah. A <laughs> in the shape of a box. <laughs> 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 in the shape of a box. <laughs> Not even painted blue or anything. It's just a box. Just right. Look, we wrap it there. Um, a big thanks as ever again, Nathan. Thanks for coming in this evening. Gav, Andy, Steve, well done, Steve. Sean Cox appeal. Yes. All the details, free pod out with Martina Cox interview, yeah. and do your thing. Yeah, sorry, uh, for anybody who is listening on Periscope already, you'll have heard this, but yeah, free, free, um, there is an interview going out in the next day or two, full interview, 20 minutes or so with Martina, which we did um, before Christmas time, just really outlining, for people who don't know, lots of people have heard about Sean Cox, lots of people have got an idea of what happened to him, but maybe don't know what's going on at the moment, that really outlines where things are at with him, with the family why it's so important that the support continues there because these things can be hugely, um, I suppose, pushed for a little while and then they then they drift off. So obviously there is the game coming up in the Aviva um, in, in April um, and there will be other stuff going on around that. But for the moment, we have our interviews. The first five have gone out. Um, it is Jamie Carragher, John Barnes, um, Sorry, Brian Kerr, Shay Given, and Jose Enrique. Um, so, so from from that point of view, what we'd love people to do is come on to the to the Twitter page. There's a link there. You can go onto our website and click the the heading Sean Cox interviews. Yeah. You just register. You, you you literally register your name and your email address. All the links are there. Five euros. All the links are there. Yeah. You get in. Pay, donate to five five pound. Donate to ten pound. Five pound. Yeah, or ten pound to get off fifteen. Yep. And do it. There's no excuses not to do it as a Liverpool fan. Assuming you have the few quid to spare. Absolutely. Right, um, that's a wrap. We the lads will be back on Thursday night. Um, the cop table will also have the podcast out Thursday and out Friday morning. The YouTube show is on Thursday night with Gav and whoever else is knocking about at that stage. Yeah. Um, and then we're back in here Monday, um, where we'll preview Leicester game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we, and we'll probably do a final whistle or something after, after the Leicester game. We will so. do a final whistle, and we'll have a lot more around the Sean Cox thing as well as the weeks goes on. So Absolutely. that's it. We want to say that's a wrap. So good night. God bless. And we'll yep. talk is our next. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True green today. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wines and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.